Do you like the theatre? Do you like watching plays? In my family, there have been a few actors and performers. My mother and father actually met for the first time when they were acting in a Shakespeare play. And then my brother Nick has started a charity and he uses plays for children in Gaza to express their ideas to the world through plays. And then my cousin, David Bilborough, is not an actor, but a singer, a gospel singer, and he is quite well known in that circle. Today the story is about a theatre and a play, and I'm going to give you some vocabulary connected to that subject. This is a B1 recording and story. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Practicing English. My name is Mike Bilber and these are podcasts for students of English at B1 or B2 levels. And if you are a B1 level student trying to reach B2 level, then I recommend my book, The Tudor Conspiracy. Come over to practicingenglish.com and you'll see a picture of the front cover. Click on that and it will take you to the page where you can buy the book. Okay, so as I said, I'm going to be telling you a story about the theatre. And before I do, I'll give you some vocabulary. Now, some of these words, in fact, are not B1. And I have needed to use them because of the subject matter. I couldn't leave them out. So, theatre is the first one then. Remember that in British English, it's spelled R-E at the end, not E-R, as in American English. And in the theatre, you have a stage, a stage which is a platform where the actors carry out the play or perform the play. So you have an actor and a female actor is an actress, ending in E-double-S. Then the people who watch the play in the seats um, in front of the stage and they are the audience the audience and they sit in usually rows the seats are in rows in lines r-o-w-s rows and we can use the word to perform now this word perform can refer to somebody acting in a play it could be somebody singing a song on the stage. It could be somebody in a film, an actor in a film, or in a circus, or anything like that that is giving entertainment to an audience. We use the verb to perform. And then from that, we get the word performance, which is the noun. And these are B1 words. So remember we say a play, which is a bit confusing for a lot of B1 students, because play, we think of playing with something, children playing with toys. But a play is not a game. It is exactly that. 
is actually performing some type of theatre. I'll be using the term amateur dramatics. So this is just to refer to uh, people who are performing a play on a stage. Amateur being the opposite of professional. So they do it because they love doing it and not really for money. We have the verb to rehearse, R-E-H-E-A-R-S-E, and to rehearse is to practice for the play. To practice, you must practice to do a play, otherwise you will forget what to say and forget what to do. You must rehearse. And the noun is rehearsal, a rehearsal. And when you rehearse, well, then you say your lines, lines, L-I-N-E-S, which are the words that you use in the play. We call them your lines. Also, you have the actors, obviously, on the stage who come in from a part of the stage which you, which you can't see, which is called backstage, backstage. So that's the area where the actors go when they're not performing on the stage. And they'll come in when it's their cue, which is something that happens in the play or something that somebody says in the play, a line they say, and that is when they come in onto the stage. That is their cue. So those people who are not performing, we say they are behind the scenes, behind the scenes. We're referring to all the technicians and people who are helping with the scenery, the scenery, the parts that you see on the stage, which decorate the stage. They are behind the scenes. Okay, and also then when you come in, we call that your entrance. That is your entrance when you walk in from the backstage onto the stage. And that's about it, really. There is one curious piece of information which I'm going to give you. It is considered bad luck to say to another actor just before the performance, just before the play, to say, good luck, good luck with the performance. You mustn't say that. And so what they say is break a leg. Break a leg, they say, which means good luck, really. But it's bad luck to say Good luck, if you understand what I mean. So, break a leg. Um, here we go. The story is called The Quiet Man. I hope you enjoy it. This is a B1 recording. Copyright M.A. Bilborough. The Quiet Man. Part 1. Come on, you'll like them. They really are super people. Simon Willoughby wasn't convinced. He had never been keen on theatres and actors. On the only occasion Simon had actually been to the theatre, he had felt terrified. On this visit, he was sitting just two rows back from the front when, during the play, one of the performers had come down from the stage. She had asked if somebody would like to come up and take part in the play. As nobody raised their hand, the actress came among the audience to look for someone. 
For one terrible moment, Simon thought it was going to be him. He closed his eyes, and his heartbeat raced while sweat poured off his face and hands. Fortunately for Simon, the actress chose another person who had been sitting right next to him. Simon could breathe normally again. In fact, feeling worried that the same thing might happen later on in the performance, Simon got up and quietly walked out of the theatre. He'd never been back. How he had become friends with his department's manageress, Simon couldn't even guess. She seemed to like him. Her name was Philippa, and she had asked Simon to come into her office to talk about his work in the company. He couldn't really understand why he deserved the attention. His work as a computer programmer was hardly important, as what he did was simple and even rather dull. Then Philippa started talking about the amateur dramatics theatre group she attended and suggested Simon came along too. Why did she do that? Did she somehow know Simon was shy? Did she think it would be good for him to get out and meet people? Was Philippa doing him a favour? However, Simon didn't think it was about that. She just seemed to like him. It was as though she wanted to get to know him better. Simon was confused. Walking on his way home that evening after work, Simon realised he was thinking about Philippa. She was fairly young, about Simon's age, early thirties perhaps. Above all, she was smart, well-dressed, attractive, not like him, of course. It seemed whatever clothes he put on, they all looked bad on him. They didn't fit properly. The colours didn't go, his colleagues told him. Your tie's a bit bright, isn't it, Simon? Someone would laugh. Then when he wore a darker-coloured tie the next day, someone else would say, You're looking a bit depressed, Simon. Why don't you wear something more cheerful? There was no lift, so it was a long walk up the dark stairs to his third-floor flat. Simon took out his key and opened the front door. He was greeted by more dark and cold air on his face. He switched on the light, took off his coat, and sat down on the bed and looked around. Just one room. The dining room and bedroom were the same, and in one corner there was a little kitchen, cooker, sink, cupboard, and a noisy fridge. At least the bathroom was separate, yet it wasn't large enough to fit a full-sized bath in, just a sit-down one. The weak orange light from the light bulb hanging from the ceiling was too orange, like the orange street lamps outside the window. Nothing had shadow, so the armchair, table and desk looked flat and without depth, making the room appear smaller than ever. 
He had thought about buying a desk lamp to read by, but he never did. He only had a few books on computers anyway. He stood up and opened the fridge. There wasn't much in there at all. Some milk that he imagined had gone sour, and various bits of cheese and a piece of hard bacon. He then opened the cupboard and brightened when he noticed a tin of baked beans in tomato sauce. The sliced bread was fresh, so there was a meal. Simon then switched on the electric kettle to boil some water for his tea. Philippa was single too. Simon knew that because everybody knew about everybody else at work. However, she was popular and spent evenings with interesting and clever people, weekends away with friends and summer holidays in Marbella, a Spanish holiday resort somewhere in the sun. As Simon sat eating his baked beans on toast, which had burnt a little in the toaster, and drank his tea, he wondered if he should accept Philippa's invitation and go to her amateur dramatics group. After all, he could just watch them practising on the stage. Then perhaps they would go for a meal afterwards in some lively restaurant. He was sure Philippa never ate baked beans on toast. After work on Friday, Simon found himself in Philippa's car, being driven to the Finsbury Park Amateur Dramatics Club. It was, in fact, a small theatre that had been left almost a ruin many years ago. Philippa and a group of friends rented the building and met there two or three times a week to rehearse a play. They called themselves the Finsbury Players. If the play was successful, they would advertise in the local newspapers and on social media and put on a show or play to perform in front of a small audience. As Simon and Philippa walked into the theatre, a small group of people of various ages came to meet them. Let me introduce you to Simon. Simon has come to look around. He may be interested in playing a part, said Philippa, smiling. Simon suddenly turned to Philippa and looked shocked. He had never even mentioned the idea to her. Why had she said that? He turned back to the small crowd of people. Actually, uh, I, I'm not an actor at all. I've just come to watch. Uh, I thought... Let me introduce you to everybody, Simon, interrupted Philippa. This is Stevie. Hello, Simon. Nice to meet you. And this is Cynthia. Hello. Can we call you Simon? <laughs> she laughed in a girly way. <laughs> and this is Alfonso. He's from Spain. Encantado, Señor Simon. This is Luisa. Luisa is from the U.S. Good to meet you, Simon. Hope you brought some talent with you. We're gonna need it. Don't listen to her, Simon, said Philippa. She loves to be nasty. And this is Lord Jim. He's not really a lord, 
but he behaves like one. Listen not to what they say, dear Simon. They are just jealous of my importance in the world of acting. What can one say? Suddenly, another man arrived from somewhere inside the theatre. He was a rather short, slim man with a very white face, a pierced eyebrow, and yellow and pink hair. He was wearing a very bright shirt, brighter, thought Simon, than his brightest tie. Ah, and last but not least, said Philippa, this is our play director, Mimsy. Well, his real name is Gareth Borogove, but we call him Mimsy. You know, all Mimsy are the Borogoves, from Lewis Carroll. Simon didn't understand what she was talking about, so he smiled and said, Actually, I, I haven't read much Shakespeare. Mimsy walked up to Simon and placed his hands flat on Simon's chest. What have you brought me, Philippa? Who is this wonderful person? he said. This is Simon, Mimsy answered Philippa, the man I spoke to you about from work. He's decided to visit our theatre and have a look at what we do. Oh, my goodness! He's just what I want. He's just what I need. He's perfect. Mimsy looked deep into Simon's eyes. Simon took a step back. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm... I, uh... He felt his heart beating fast. He felt that he wanted to escape, to get out of this place, to get away from these people as quickly as possible. My darlings, said Mimsy, I've just found my policeman. Lord Jim interrupted, and he sounded upset. Mimsy, I thought I was going to be the policeman, you know, as well as Ruperto. I think I'd do it rather well. Mimsy turned to Lord Jim, looking annoyed. Lord Jim, you look as much like a policeman as I look like Wesley Snipes. You're too short, for one thing. He turned back to Simon. How tall are you, big boy? He asked. You must be six feet. Well, actually, I'm, I'm only five feet eleven and a half inches tall. I... Simon, darling, interrupted Mimsy. Let me give you some advice. When somebody asks you how tall you are, you say you're six feet tall. Then let them tell you you're lying. But I'm not an actor, Mr. Mimsy. I'm just a computer. Don't tell me, Simon, darling. Don't spoil it for me. You look like a policeman to me. You might be the dark, silent type, but you also seem to be a little sensitive. So you'll make the perfect actor, I'm sure. Philippa took Simon by the arm. Why not try? Give it a go, Simon. It's only a very small part. It'll be fun. You'll enjoy it. Something different. Simon thought of his beans on toast and stopped arguing.
And that's the end of part one of The Quiet Man. Next week, I'll be back with part two. Goodbye for now. Thank you.